back to the show this is reservations and i'm rain Whalen. and i'm marion featherbottom <laughs> it makes it sound like you are a uh uh like a like a, a lord or something yeah yeah like some sort of like uh like you should be feminine posh like uh, you should be in bridgerton yeah i've never seen it a single episode yeah sort of like that you know with the the, the fluffy shirts and the puffy sleeves and the yeah <sighs> Never seen it a second of that show either. No, then, yeah. It does not interest me. <clears throat> no, not in the slightest. Um, yeah. If I want to watch a show like that, I'll just watch Downton Abbey. Sure. Which is, I mean, takes... Listen, man, mom is so excited. She... Uh, that they're making another movie? I got I got an email the other day, mm. and it said it was from Apple. And it was like, hey, um, your Apple ID was used to buy Downton Abbey A New Era. <laughs> I was like, oh, gee, I wonder who that could have been. Hmm. And so I called her. I go, you just couldn't go to the movies to see it? He goes, no, because I'm going to watch it over and over and over again. <laughs> Are you stupid? And I was like, all right. Relax. Uh, uh, and so she's very excited. Uh, uh, so, so was John Favreau in Iron Man 3. Yep. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, before we really get into the show, uh, I just want to give a quick little shout out uh, to my wife. Uh, my wife has started her own podcast. And has posted her first episode and gave us a shout out. So it's only fair that we do the same. So if you don't really care for listening to two guys talk about movies, my wife loves books and her podcast is about book recommendations, book reviews, kind of what we do, just the book version, (laughs) I guess. But in my opinion, maybe a little bit more entertaining than us. Since the literate version. The literate version. <laughs> so um, right now she's only on Spotify. But uh, what's it called? It is called the Broke Bookworm. So check it out. The Tell her what you think. She uh, I taught I showed her how to open up like Q and A's. So she'll probably always maybe have a Q and A every episode. And it's a spot of it's like she's podcast. She's a Spotify original. Yeah, you know, a Spotify exclusive. Pretty much. That's uh, pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, people really like Spotify. I know. I've noticed. Uh, unfortunately, we're everywhere. Because I don't want to be just on Spotify. No, I want to be, I I be everywhere. I understand. Unless Spotify wants to pay us. Oh. Then we'll be a Spotify exclusive. Sure. Yeah. But. Uh, Absolutely. Until that day, we're going to be everywhere. I'll take anybody's money. <laughs> you, you just let me know what to say. And yeah. I will say it. <laughs> I I will. He does not care. I don't have any code of conduct. I will say anything. I will <laughs> lean to whatever side you like. Uh, as long as I'm getting that Skrilla, we good to go. So uh, keep that in mind. Criterion A24. Uh, <laughs> uh, keep that in mind for Spotify if you'd like. Um, generally, just anybody. Um, those <laughs> are the top my tops. Um, yeah, people. he has a, he has a wedding to pay for. Yes, I do. So it, listen. Criterion, if for some reason uh, you have a harsh stand on public execution and you want the word out, I'm your guy. Okay? So, like, 
just anything you want me to say. I'm on it. So. This has derailed. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Immediately. Point being, um, go check out her podcast. It's awesome. Uh, I help her edit it, so check it out. Uh, we'll put a link in the description uh, for the YouTube video. Um, for the audio, for the, our audio listeners out there, just open up Spotify, type in The Broke Bookworm, and there you go. So, back to the episode. Okay. So, uh, So, if you missed out on last week, today we are talking about Manchester by the Sea. Um, a movie that is very, uh, unrelenting, yeah. in my opinion. It, it, sure. I was, like, I knew the subject matter. I knew that this was a drama. I knew kind of what I was about to get into, but God, it did not let up. No. At all. No, there are very small, short moments of levity, and then it's just back to, Yeah. You know. Uh, Ashley was kind of half paying attention while I was watching it. And I was like, you know, I was like, you want to know the irony of this? And she was like, what? I was like, this is my pick. Like, Jeremy didn't pick this movie. I picked this movie. Yeah. She was like, oof. Oof, magoof. Yep, oof, magoof. But that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. Of course. It was awesome. Um, Great casting of Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams. And I don't know the actor who plays his nephew. Come on. It's... Obviously, don't... As look he looks it up. Nah, quit. Shush, shush, shush. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't... Aren't watching this. Uh, Lucas uh, Hedges. Didn't he play... And then Kyle Chandler, of course. Is didn't he head. play uh, Honey Boy? The older version of Honey Boy? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, it, 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 it was great. So, Jeremy, um, since this was my pick, mm-hmm. I assume then you'd already seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you see it in theaters? Yes. Or? What did you think first first time viewing? Um, didn't know much about it. I will with my buddy Kale, uh, um, and shout out to Kale. Yeah, we found it. We really wanted to see it, and nobody was showing it. But we found it at the mall in Odessa. Oh. yeah, their movie theater was showing it, and it was late. It was like a ten thirty something showing. Uh huh. Um, we were the only people there, uh, in the theater, which was awesome, because <laughs> I'm gonna get this out of the way. Uh, then we'll be serious. Uh, we were we were talking to each other in Boston accents. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I I caught myself doing it while I was watching it. It's fun, or just like repeating after them, like yeah. echoing. Yeah, like when when his coach is like, you know, get a water. Yeah, get a water. Oh my god, get a water. Is that the Lee Chandler? Uh, you know, is <laughs> uh, my my favorite quotes. Um, there are two. Okay. There's. Where we gone? The orphanage. After, after something very serious has just taken place. Yeah. And of course he cracks wise, uh, and I just I, I love uh, it so much. Yeah. Uh, and then the second is, what you do to your hand? Like I cut it. Oh, good. For a minute there, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> and then it's over. And then that's it, it's so funny, and that's it. Those are the funny parts, and then the rest of it is. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think well, I think it's because you know I think they knew going into this that we needed this sort of you know straight guy funny guy relationship. Maybe. I'm also but, thinking that it's just um, it it's just teenager angst and yeah right because both of those are just him being an asshole <laughs> yeah you know and 
and sort of, you know, wanting to wanting to crack that shell that is his uncle, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, that's the only way he knows how, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and also, it's just keeping in the reality of it. So this movie, and sometimes accidentally, and we'll get there, um, does things that bring the movie to a very grounded place yeah. that in in the moment is silly. Right? right, I'm speaking, of course, about the gurney uh, going into the ambulance, uh, oh, the stretcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that seems silly, but then it's like, well, number one, it was an accident. Number two, uh, it's sort of they left it in because it's like, well, you know, it's almost it's almost prolonging Affleck's pain, right? Yeah, Lee's pain. Mm-hmm. It's prolonged because this part is taking longer than it should, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's having to, you know, still sit with. We'll get we'll get to it. Um, okay, I guess let's start with your first impression. So you've you yes. So this, this was the first time. This is my first time viewing. I, I really wanted to see it. You know, uh, especially after all the praise it got uh, at the Oscars that year, twenty fifteen, correct? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember. 15, 16. All, yeah, I remember all the praise it got. Um, that it was, you know, Casey Affleck. You know, was amazing. And of course, this also sidebar was around the time of the whole quote unquote scandal that was going on with him at the time. Still might be. I don't know. Still, yeah, I, I they kind of they kind of dis- <clears throat> that kind of yeah. disappeared. Yeah, I don't know anything about. But we're not going to talk about that. No, no, no. But anyway, um, but how all the praise he was getting, all the praise Michelle Williams was getting. I was like, man, I might need to see this movie. And then I, I feel like I heard someone say, like, oh, well, it's really serious. And at, and at the time, I hadn't I hadn't started, I hadn't begun to appreciate dramas. Because I just, I don't know, I just didn't like dramas at that time. And I didn't want to sit through feeling sad. Sure. Um, of course, now doing this for three years, I, I can appreciate a good drama. Um, and so I was like, you know, it's... Kind of like with some of the other movies on my list, I was like, "It's time! It's finally time to watch it," and it was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, parts of the movie were hysterical, which I was yeah. like, "Why is this so funny? Yeah. This needs to stop." I I describe it as it's the funniest, saddest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, um, like especially <laughs> with the whole, and I'll get it out of the way too. You you blocking the doorway? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's. I was like, "Why? Why am Why am I laughing already?" Because you. Because they throw you in and you already feel something's off about this movie. You know, you already... Or, or at least about Lee. Lee is yeah. sort of like on autopilot. Yeah. But um, but I loved it. Um, I loved that it had a, a pseudo happy ending, you know. Sure, but... I, and, man, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. there. But, yeah, but I, I loved it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, I'll let you do the brief... Synopsis, because uh, you're you're better at that than I am. Okay. Um, all right. So I'll just do the synopsis now, and then we'll get to um, highlights, and we'll get to key scenes. We'll get to, and then overall analysis, and then we'll okay. Yeah. Um, Lee Chandler is a depressed lonely guy who's working as a maintenance guy at an apartment complex yeah um 
he gets a call um, that his brother has died. Uh, his brother, we learn in flashbacks, has congestive heart failure, uh, and it finally got the best of him. Mm-hmm. Um, when going to tell his nephew that his that his father is dead, mm-hmm. um, he he later learns while taking care of some bureaucratic nonsense when it comes to stuff like that, uh, that he has been appointed to be his nephew's guardian. Um, and Lee is surprisingly very apprehensive. And now we figured he might be because we've only seen really him just being depressed and lonely. Right. Right. We've seen him get into bar fights intentionally. We've, you know, seen him, just sulk and we've seen him just keep to himself and, and berate the tenants that he's helping. Yeah. And in, <clears throat> in brush aside compliments and brush aside affection from others. And, you know, he is just on his own. Right. Yep. And so of course we're like, yeah, I, I understand why he's a little apprehensive, but he is just determined not to do this. Right. Yeah. Um, and his excuse of course would be like, well, I live in Boston. This is, Manchester by the Sea, which is the name of the town that they live it's in. It's the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, and we get little flashbacks, not the whole thing, but we're getting there, into why he is so apprehensive and why he feels the way he does about taking care of another person mm-hmm. uh, or even being around another person and having someone share time with, right? Yeah. Having someone to be with, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, and as it turns out, um, during one night of drinking, um, he accidentally leaves the screen open on the fireplace upstairs in his, in his kids' rooms or where his kids' rooms are. A log rolls out, the house catches on fire, the furnace blows and, and it is engulfed in flames and his wife got out, but they did not. And so all three of his kids died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is his fault, yep. uh, essentially. It yeah. was a horrible accident, but he blames himself, obviously. Um, what I love... Nope, sorry, quit. We're, let me get through <laughs> this. Um, and so that is why he is so apprehensive, because he feels like he can't trust himself or feel like he can take care of anybody or anything, right? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So now we're going through... Right now, legally, he does have to take care. He is appointed as guardian. Until yeah. they fix it, he's got really to do it. Right? Yeah, he's got he's got no choice. Right. He has to do it. And so now we get this dynamic between the two of them, his his nephew and Lee. Uh, his nephew's name... Patrick. Is Patrick. Right? They call him Patty. 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 Um, he and Patrick sort of have this strange, estranged relationship yeah, really. because... I assume, and it is alluded to, but not quite, um, not quite explicit, but they probably haven't seen each other, spoken to each other since then, since his kids died. And probably because he was distancing himself, um, from his entire family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the last time they saw each other is when, um, they uh, helped him move in. They they helped him move in and Joe made him. Go get furniture. Yeah, go get furniture. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that does seem like the last time, or at least one of the last times. Um, and so now he's having to not only remember what it's like to be in charge of someone, or at least 
be in care for someone. Um, but he's also learning to, or remembering what it was like to even know his nephew. Cause, um, there's that, there's the quote flashback in the very beginning of the film where they were really close. Mm-hmm. You could tell. Right. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second, but you know, it's, it's that dynamic. It's the dynamic also of trying to hurry up and wait and lay his brother to rest because something we're not very used to, the ground is too cold to bury his brother. And so um, they have to wait. He has to stay in a freezer, which is horrible to think about. And of course, Patrick breaks down and starts talking about that. Um, And he's also been reconnected with his ex-wife through the funeral and the wake and, you know, things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then just casually running into one another on the street, yeah. uh, which is one of the most heartbreaking scenes. Oh, the dude, um, uh, we could do like two hours on just and of that course, scene. That scene is where the title comes from for this episode. Uh, I haven't told you that yet, but oh, okay. it's fine. <laughs> um, and, and slowly but surely, I think Lee is starting to, you know, break out of that sort of loner depressed shell a little bit yeah in, in, in at least with patrick right mm-hmm. um and then there is some sort of a a cathartic moment between the two of them um where everything's going to be fine everything's going to work out not in the way a traditional movie would i think yeah um but then the movie ends and then it's it's over so um that's basically the very quick yeah. watered down rundown of Manchester by the sea. But okay. I want to start at the very beginning because what I think this movie does so brilliantly. And I don't think you catch it the first time is just how important that first scene is with them on the boat. Mm-hmm. Right. Joe, Patrick and Lee all on the boat together. It's, it's incredible. Um, how he is planting the seed in your mind without without saying so. Uh, Kenneth Lagerman, right? Loth, whatever. Uh, the director. Uh, he is establishing that Lee and Patrick have a very close relationship, mm-hmm. right? Lee loves being an uncle. Lee is excited to spend time with his nephew. Um, they're joking around and. The most important thing is the dialogue in the scene where he is, you know, uh, teasing Patrick in yeah. like, well, you know, like, who who would you choose? You know, me, yeah, me yeah, and your dad. Yeah. You know if, if, like, if you're stuck on an island and you can only have one other person there, who would you choose? Like, and he's like, dad. It's like, I think you're wrong about that, actually, because, you know, I, mean, I think it should be me. And, you yeah. know, like, it, 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 it implies he wants to be in Patrick's life in, in a very in a very realistic and fluid way where, you know, this isn't, this isn't expositional necessarily. It's just establishing a relationship that is now gone and establishing that Lee is a different person. Yeah. A hundred percent completely. Yeah. Right. And, and so then it cuts to him doing his job and he's just, it's almost like he, 
this is what he does day in and day out. You know, shout out to our Shaun the Dead episode. He's in a <laughs> he's in a routine, yeah. and this is all he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, shoveling the snow, taking out the trash. By the way, great summer movie. I really appreciate it because I like the cold, right? Oh, yeah. And I like that it was snowing, and they're you know the you know it's they're wearing jackets, and I'm just like it's 110 outside, and so. It's nice to have a yeah. nice cold movie. Uh, but, you know, then dealing with, you know, the tenants and their issues. Uh, and something also that they established very early on is he he, he doesn't like, um, to use my wife's term, he doesn't like peopling. <laughs> yeah. But he knows he has to. Yeah. You know, like with the guy with the toilet. You know, he's like, well, you know, you're... Your 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 plunger there. It's it's you know we're gonna have to replace that. We you know and truthfully I'd just replace the whole apparatus. Yeah, and he just you can tell he just doesn't want to be there with this guy. He doesn't want to have to explain it. He's just like, and you know the guy and the guy's almost forcing him to like. Yeah, the guy's not getting it. He well, goes, well, what's your professional opinion? Yeah, it it, it is him hating being around people. Yeah, right. but but that's what his job entails. Yeah, and of course we kind of get that to a head with the shower, you know. Which, man, you know, I've dealt with some customers like this who just don't get it. You know, when, you know, when he's asking her about like, you know, well, it's not your, you know, you're the one who doesn't have the leak because if you had the leak, there'd be damage up here, right, right, and right. you don't have any. So I think it's this. Uh, you know, let's get a plumber out to look at this, or you know, it could be your bathtub, and then. <clears throat> Says, like, well, have you tried running the shower? This comical misunderstanding about, well, let's just run the shower and see. If she thinks he means, you want me to shower in front of you? It's like, obviously, that's not what he means. It's so stupid. And so I think that's also important that they put that in there so you're also mad at her. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. Because it's like, how stupid are you? Well, and I love that he doesn't lose his temper. He's just, he's fed up. Yeah, you know, I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm just trying to fix the fucking shower. Yeah, and then that's when we get the whole you you get out of my house or I'll call the co-. and I just love this whole okay yeah all, all right I can't you blocking the doorway yeah you blocking the doorway and then we get yeah. him with his boss like you know I get these complaints all the time you're what a phenomenal actor he oh, is also but yeah shout out to devs uh, he is awesome in devs yes in devs and have you been watching devs uh, devs I've and, already seen devs oh, okay, sorry. yeah and we talked about it. and in Dune he's also in Dune. Mm. He does the eye thing. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah. he's one of yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. The actor, a phenomenal actor. He's yeah phenomenal I, yeah phenomenal character. I'll pull actor. up his name in a minute and we'll yeah. Uh, but I love that we don't need to know that Lee doesn't like peopling, but they still put it in. Yeah, you know I, I get these complaints all the time, Lee. Yeah, like you're rude, you're standoffish, and he's like, I'm just trying to do my job. Yeah, he's like, I show up on time, I do my job, and I love that he kind of like. Gets back at him, like, yeah. you know, I do electrical work, which is illegal. <laughs> and almost kind of telling him, like, look, just lay off my back. Yeah. Let, let me do my job. Just get off my back. Right. So, and, uh, and it's almost like that he and his boss sort of have an understanding. Because yeah. his boss is like, well, would you be willing to at least apologize? And he's like, for what? No. And he's like, all right, I'll talk to you. <laughs> like, he caved immediately. He was like, you're right. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that one was really funny. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, so when he gets the phone call, yeah, right. Um, his brother is just in the hospital. He hasn't died yet. Yes, yes, because yeah, because he said, "Don't do anything. I'll, I'll be there in an hour and a half." Right, because that's 
how far away Boston is from Manchester. Yeah. Uh, Manchester by the sea. Sorry. Uh, in 1989, they changed it. So. To just Manchester? No, to Manchester by the sea. That's oh, okay. Um, at least so I think, wait, I think li- that's the order it goes in. So it's literally, so it's literally called Manchester by the sea. Yes. Massachusetts. I think so. Yeah. What a mouthful. I know. Good God. I know. So, um, I I like this little detail that he dies in route. Like he yeah. dies. He died ha- a half hour ago. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. So the last thirty minutes of Lee's drive. Like, oh. He passed away. You know, and that's even devastating in and of itself, and it's yeah. almost a throwaway line. You mm-hmm. know. Um, and, but this is what I love about this film is the way they do flashbacks. Yeah. So uh, when he talks to the doctor on their way down to the morgue, um, he mentions the other doctor. Yeah, the, 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 his main doctor. Yeah. And, and we don't see her yet. Nope. Right? She's not there. Um, I forgot the reason why she wasn't there. But uh, She was on maternity. That's age. right. She had twins. That's right. And, and then we flash back to, I believe, the first time he had a cardiac episode. Yes. And um, his wife... Um, Elise. Elise, uh, played by... Oh, man, what is her name? She's amazing. She's in Boardwalk Empire. <coughs> She's in a phenomenal uh, film. Me, Jesus. <coughs> Keep going. Okay. She's in a phenomenal film about Betty Page. Uh, that was an HBO film, I believe. Um, she was also in the remake of Life on Mars. <coughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I'll get to it in just a second. But... Um, oh, Gretchen Mall. That's her name. Anyway, she's great, by the way. Um, <coughs> and they're sort of learning about his illness. And that was the... It's almost like... I've seen movies like this before where the flashbacks act like memories. Uh-huh. It's like Lee asked about her and then he's recalling the first time he met her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's... I can't think of a, another film example at the moment, but... I've seen you've seen films that are like that. Well, um, I mean, <laughs> sorry, the most immediate one I can think of is like kind of like Citizen Kane. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, but yeah. Well, and I love that with this flashback, they also establish the re- the relationship between Joe and Lee, but also the relationship that the family has with Elise. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, obviously, it's very serious that Joe literally was just told that he potentially could only have five to ten years left to live. Right, yeah. That most people with this diagnosis maybe only live to 50, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And Lee and him start kind of joking with her a little bit. You know, like... Well, so funny. Well, what is a good disease? Yeah. And then she says, like... I don't remember what she says. And he's like, oh, athlete's foot? You know, and they... And Lee and Joe are... You know, trying to add a little bit of, you know, brevity to this very serious situation. But Elise is like, like, okay, so we're just going to make do, jokes? Do it. Do it. Can you do it? Uh, it's a comedy routine. <laughs> no, I can't. No, okay. see, I can't. It's hard for me to do a Boston. That's act. okay. I practice every day. <laughs> but you're just sort of like, I'll be the bad guy. Yeah. I'll be the bad guy then. And they're like, and, you know, of course, Lee is, you, you could tell Lee also doesn't really like Elise. You know, no. Because <laughs> he does because doesn't he say that then fuck off then or yeah. something? They're like oh, whatever, and he's like yeah fucker, and then, and then both Joe's of them, like watch it, and his dad they both go hey man watch your mouth man that's my wife. and it's so funny because they were just complaining about her and it's like I can complain about her you can't complain yeah you're right? not allowed to yeah. it's it's one of those moments that that whole scene just goes from very sad 
Been really funny. To kind of funny. To this Abin Costello routine. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and it's just, it's all over. The, and it's brilliant, right? Yeah. It's not done in a chaotic way. It's it's done in a more grounded, real way. Yeah, right? which, because, you know. Most, These are how people deal with bad news. Yeah, most people need to feel something other than sadness, so they crack jokes. Right. Other people can, you know, they take the serious news and they just, they're kind of like, okay. All right, you know. Like a stupid bitch wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, who's an alcoholic, by the way, so let's oh, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, least, at least is no saint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, until she gets with Matthew Broderick. You know. Right, 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 right. You get with Matthew Broderick, you're all good now, you know. Uh, hang on, I just, I do want to talk about that just for a second. And of course, you know, we'll get there, but I was a little underwhelmed that... Matthew's in one scene. Were you... Did you know he was in it beforehand? Not at all. Isn't that crazy? And then I saw his name on the cast. I was like, oh, Matthew Broderick. I love Matthew Broderick. Oh, that's it? Oh. Well, I, I didn't know at all. And so when uh, when he shows up, I go, get the fuck out of here. And then <laughs> and then you're like, oh, he's gone now. Okay. Like, I mean, that's fine. You know? <laughs> Which I get. You know, it's not... You know, the, the the movie is the story of Lee and his nephew right. dealing with all of this. And, of course, you know, Patrick, you know, reconnecting with his mom and her new fiance. But I was just like, give me at least one more scene. Yeah, yeah. With, you want, you want with, one more Matthew Broderick well, scene. Well, well, give me a little bit more Broderick. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So the whole the whole hospital sequence is, is awesome because you can tell that Lee, you know, we immediately see that Lee has sort of turned off emotionally. Yeah. You know, like when they tell him that his brother passed away, his, and I picked up on it, his first instinct is just to kind of put his hands in his pockets. He's just kind of like. Yeah. And he's, lets a little emotion out and then apologize. You know, the whole like, fuck this. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You know, um, cause it's almost like, with what what we learn later on of what happens with his kids, he tries not to show any emotion. Yeah, it's almost like it. Comp- I mean, completely broken, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, understandably. Understandably, and I think, and it's hard to tell where that timeline is for me. For when for when his brother gets his diagnosis and when his kids die. Yeah, well and 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 I and we've talked about this before. I some movies I like it that we are we're not told yeah, yeah, yeah. year time, you know. And this movie I could get that. But well, we do see the passage of time because we hear about You could argue maybe it's in order, right? Well, and see, and that's what I was kind of explaining to Ashley how, you know, the flashbacks are happening chronologically. Yeah, yeah. But then we're catching up in present. Right. And it's you and know, that's chronological. So I'm thinking that he got the diagnosis before his kids died. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think so. I, and I think it explains why he's not dead yet, is his brother, right? Yeah. His, his brother, you know, of course, he had, we'll, we'll get to the police station. But um, when, you know, because I was thinking about that the whole time. I go, when I saw it the first time, I go, how, why didn't he try again? As horrible as that sounds. You no, know what I mean? yeah. Um, it's and I was thinking it's because his he he remembers probably his brother is dying, right? Right. And um, you could argue he doesn't want to put his dad through that, also. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. So the, so the whole hospital sequence yeah. is you know 
so well, you know, I'm going to use this term choreographed, you mm. know, with every, you know, and how it's shot, you know, the blocking is really, good. the blocking is amazing. And, um, you know, everyone is just, you know, and you could tell again, Lee is trying to show no emotion, you know, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta bring in the boat. We gotta, we gotta cancel the website. You know, mm-hmm. has anyone told Patrick yet? No. Okay, I'll, I'll go get. Oh uh, yeah, I'll tell Patrick. Right. Yeah. Um, and of course, when we meet Patrick uh, at, at hockey practice, mm-hmm. um, I, I like that they're establishing because we don't know yet. They're establishing the sort of the mythos that is Lee Chandler. Oh, because because he calls the vice principal. Yeah. Um. And he hangs up, and the secretary's like, who was that? And he was like, it was Lee Chandler. Yeah, it's like, you're she, not going to believe it. She's yeah. like, the Lee Chandler. And so I started to suspect that maybe he was famous in Manchester, which, I mean, technically, he is. But I was thinking maybe, like, sport, you know. He oh, was, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, was not expecting right. the real reason why he's famous. And then it even happens at the hockey practice because they're like, oh, that's his... Oh, yeah, because the coach... Uh, and shout out to that actor who plays the coach. Oh, he's great. Uh, he was in Rocket Man, and yeah. he voices the adult version of Hercules in Hercules. Is that right? Yeah, because I remember when Ashley and I saw Rocket Man, I was like, I know that voice. Yeah. Like, who is that? And then I looked, I was like, oh my God, it's Hercules. Yeah, it's Hercules. Uh, and so as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's down. I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, he does the same thing. Because they're like, you know, Coach, that, that's, his, that's that's Lee Chandler. That's his Uncle Lee. It's like, the Lee Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when he decides to kind of go over. Right, yeah. Because you know. it's like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, You know, but, and I love that as soon as Patrick sees him, he... He doesn't immediately know that something's wrong, but he knows that at least his dad is back in the hospital. Well, and we don't hear it, which I also really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even when the, the coach goes over there, we're still well, all the way back. Shout Also, shout out to me being a heathen and watching movies with subt- subtitles on. Oh. The subtitles say you... You know, his father just passed away. Oh, interesting. But yeah, but you can't hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um... But which is because then the coach, the coach even says something. Um, but yeah, but I, I do love what Patrick says to himself as soon as he sees Lee. Fuck me. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, know, he knows his dad's at least back in the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of what you're saying at the top of the show is that, you know, Lee and Patrick have this sort of estranged it's almost, relationship. It, it's almost like in Patrick's eyes, Lee abandoned him. Right. Yeah. You could argue that. And so, yeah. you know, that reaction is you're right. It's both shit, my dad's in trouble, and god damn it, it's Uncle Lee. <laughs> Lee's here. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Um Yeah, then you know, the, then we get the rest of this movie uh through this the, the, the this lens of uncle and nephew trying to just kind of figure out Right, and dealing what with next. their grief in their own special ways, right? Yeah. Um Patrick's it, is to Call over friends. Yeah. Lee is, is to drink alone in the guest room. Of course. Um, which uh, I know you haven't seen it, even though I jokingly said I was going to make you watch it. Uh, his girlfriend, Susie, mm-hmm. <laughs> plays the little girl in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, is that right? So she's the girl that told that says the line I told you about, oh, which yeah. I'm not going to repeat here. Right, right. If Wait. you've seen Moonrise Kingdom, Wait, you'll uh, know. Which girlfriend is she? Is she the... <clears throat> she's the first one we meet. Okay, so not she's... Not the blonde one. Okay, so she's the no fun one. She is like, 
she's no fun at all. I, I like the band one better. Well, well, and I, <laughs> and I love that. That's how Lee. I, I just didn't like how you know Lee's trying to make funeral arrangements, and she's like, "Does Patrick really need to be here for that?" I was like, "Yeah, that's what? why she's no fun." You know, oh, and I love that. That's what Lee tells because you know, Patrick's like, "Can Susie come over?" And he's like, "Which one was that one again?" Yeah. Um. No. No. <laughs> no. See, I, that's how I feel. He's like, I like the other one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. But it, so, if anyone out there has seen Moonrise Kingdom, you know which line I'm referring to. Uh, the, in my opinion, very infamous line of Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. You totally uh, yeah. Now I'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget it. Now, what's interesting is um, this, the idea, which is probably more important, and we can discuss it, um, since I really haven't thought about it very much. The idea that he has two girlfriends. You know? Yeah. Well, and I love that. <laughs> I love that Patrick is always like, "Well, if it comes up, yeah, she slept downstairs." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, okay." Oh, uh, like, you know, you don't know about Susie if it comes up, and he's just like, "Okay." Yeah. So now, not only is he having to, you know, have his nephew be now, he's got to like keep track of all this shit. And all. I, I know. <laughs> and I and I love that Lee is trying, but he's just like, what? yeah. Yeah, and it is interesting that he he does have two girlfriends. Yeah. But then again, I guess it is, you know, very, you know, high school. You know, he's on He's on the hockey team. He's got two girlfriends. He's in a band. He's in a band. <clears throat> well, and I love that when those his fangirls show up, and he's like, those are your girlfriends too? <laughs> they wish. Ugh, that's uh, which, so gross. Which probably tells me that they're <laughs> maybe younger than him. Yeah, maybe. And so he's like, nah. Nah, man. Uh, still gross. It's still gross. Gross, yeah. man. Like, have some humility. Um, well, and when we when we wrap up this episode, I'm going to tell you uh, the band girlfriend, uh, the least favorite line that she said that okay. actually grossed me out. Oh, okay, cool. I think you can maybe pick up. It's it's yeah. it's the belt buckle scene. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. That what? one was... It, I was it, just like, huh. Like, you're so young. Of uh, course. <laughs> Please stop. Um... <laughs> yeah. So okay. Okay. Um, where are we? We are. Oh, uh, we're. Let's go ahead and get to the uh, the lawyer's office. Yes. By the way, this is this isn't important. This has nothing to do with the movie necessarily. Okay. I don't know why I felt this way at the time. Okay. But the lawyer's hair was distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a cool hip. It lawyer. was a very youthful haircut. <laughs> That he had. So I'm saying he's a cool hip. I know, yeah, and I get that. It just it was distracting me the first time I saw it, and this go around, I was like, oh, that's right, his hair. And listen, I don't know if other people feel this way. If other people feel this way, please let me know. But I I felt like he had sort of like a pop punk haircut, and he's I I would say more like Flock of Seagulls, and he is a lawyer. So um, let me know if you felt the same way. Let's get back to the lawyer scene. Yeah. Um, so this is where we learn um, that Joe has made Lee his legal guardian. And that, because, uh, you know, that's when, as you said at the top of the show, Lee's like, well, I can't, I can't be his legal guardian. Yeah, I live in Boston. And the, guard, and the lawyer's like, well, it was uh, Joe's assumption that you would move here. <laughs> um and, you know, and I feel bad for the lawyer because Joe did sort of 
leave him high and dry. Well, yeah, and he's pull the rug under. Joe like, didn't talk to you about any of this? And because, I, you know, obviously the, the assumption is he knew Lee would say no. Right? Yeah. In this, in this way, he assures that Lee at least can't say no. At least for now. At least for now. Right. Until he, you know, probably, I'm, I feel like Joe knew that maybe Lee would figure out some way mm-hmm. to maybe get out of it. But um, but then this is also where we get the amazing flashbacks of what happens with Lee's kit. What yeah, happened that night, yeah. Th- or, that night. Well, I, correct me if I'm wrong, remind me, because uh, we get the, the scene with him coming home from work and... His wife, I forgot her name. Randy. Randy, is sick, and uh, uh, and it's day, it's daytime. Like it's like you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. We get that flashback beforehand. I know that, but yeah, I was, yeah. I, I think that's right after the establishing shot of them being on the boat together. Because because she says like, you know, how was how was fishing? And he's like, oh, you know, Pat, you know, Patrick caught you know this big, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and I think it's more to set up his kids. Well, yeah, he has three yeah. kids. Yeah. Well, not just three, you know, three, uh, a baby and two, uh, I would say like seven-year-olds. I would say less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toddlers. Oh, Almost. Much. I mean, they're older than that. Yeah. A little but, bit. Not by much. Yeah. But, you know, so we get this other scene of him partying with his friends and Joe. Yeah. Uh, but they're being too loud. Uh, I know what that's like. I, I, I grew up around that. Yeah. Like, mom, if you're listening, I'm not trying to, you know. Say anything bad, but too late. But growing up, like my parents would hang out in the garage with their friends, and you know yeah. they would party, right? Of course. But then usually right around this time, like in the movie, around two a.m., they'd call it quits. Everyone would leave, and that would be it. Uh, and Rand, but Randy is who shuts it down, yeah, because she's trying to sleep, and makes Lee kick everyone out. Uh, I mean, this is where it confused me for a second okay. until the police scene is when then we see Lee walking to the store. Yes. I thought it was a completely different night. Oh, okay. I just assumed that he was like, you know, I'll walk down to the store. Yeah. I I think it's fascinating that um, that we learn all the details just with dialogue. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. I really like that because before I started the movie, I could have swore that we saw that log leave the leave the fireplace mm-hmm. could have sworn and i was like he was just talking about it i i, I guess i just remember i'm picturing it in my mind when well, he's I mean, talking about it right well, i mean it's so vivid yeah, too, it is that, vivid. yeah you know. you're right but you know i was surprised you know that i was like wait you know like when are we gonna see it happen you know it was just it was yeah anyway. well and and i love that when they reveal to us and Lee, there's no dialogue. We don't hear it. We just hear music. Yeah. All we hear really is Randy screaming, my kids are in there. Yeah, yeah. But the, it's just silent. Yeah. You know, even when he's talking to the the fire department and the cops outside of his home, we, yeah. right, right, right. we don't hear what he's saying. We don't hear anything again until he's at the police station. Mm-hmm. That's when we hear... What happened that after he kicked everyone out, checked on the kids, and but the freezing up there, freezing up there, so he put a couple of logs on the fire, and still 
feeling a little buzzed and so wanted to keep drinking just a little bit. And then halfway walking to the convenience store, he th- had the thought, Dad, put the screen up. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm not going to be gone that long. Yeah. Yeah, because he said it's 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. I think 20. 20. So, yeah, so 40 minutes in total that he would have been gone. But, I mean, as we've learned in real life situations, a lot can happen in 40 minutes. And as you said, a log rolled out, caught the house on fire, which got to the furnace, which made the furnace explode. And yeah. well, no, they, they were able to get Randy out before, before the furnace exploded, but then the furnace exploded and they couldn't go back in. Right. And, um, and you can tell as Lee's recounting this to the, to the officers that he, he is in his, he is still trying to process yeah. what the hell just happened. Yeah. And also, holy shit, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to jail. I'm, well, yeah, I think he just figured, but you know, I think in that moment he's, you know, it doesn't matter if I go to jail, which is why he mentioned the cocaine because he goes, who cares? Like my, all my kids are dead. Right. Yeah. Like I killed my kids. Basically. And, and the, the cops, I mean, they, they tell him it's not his fault. You know, it was a simple accident. We don't send anyone to prison for accidents. Um, and then Lee, now I'd seen this scene. Oh, okay. cause I, I, I remember one time I was like scrolling through, I want to say like Instagram and I was like on the for like the, the for you page, you know, and it came up and I was like, what the fuck movie is this? Yeah. Cause they, you know, there's this, you know, Instagram page that shares, you know, movie scenes. I was like, what movie is this? Yeah. And so when I saw, I was like, oh, and, uh, and Lee in the middle of a police station with a lot of cops tries to kill himself. Yeah. Uh, by pulling a cop's gun out of his holster, which I don't know what it's like in, in Massachusetts, but you know, here I know it's, it's a felony to steal a cop's weapon. Yeah. Um, they'll probably just let that go. Yeah. Cause he was probably under duress and, and, uh, so tries to kill himself and they tackle him to the ground. Yeah. Wrestle the gun out of his hand. And then, and then that's where we kind of snap back to Lee at the lawyer's office. And he, he finally just kind of, you know, tells the lawyer, thank you for your time. And that's when you, we get your favorite line. Where we go in the office. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Um, because Lee is just still so, floored by this revelation that his brother would trust him with Patrick. Yeah. And he, and as we learn throughout the movie going after this is that Lee one doesn't feel like he has earned forgiveness. Well, yeah. And two, he genuinely feels like he cannot care for anyone else mm-hmm. that he, he, as you said, he, he's, he's broken. Yeah. That he cannot do it. Um, which, is why he tries so hard. <laughs> like with George, you want to be his guardian? Oh, that's so funny. Like, yeah. And George is like, um, uh, trying to get rid of a couple of kids actually. <laughs> trying to get rid. Um, but um, you know, and it's heartbreaking. Not not necessarily for for Patrick, but to watch Lee almost torment himself. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I say not almost. He is. Yeah. Tormenting himself. Yeah. Um, it's almost like when when the lawyer reads off that he's the guardian, it's almost like 
it, not that Chandler, not Chandler, that's his, I mean, that's his name. Uh, Joe. Joe. When, when Joe is granting him guardianship, it's almost like he's forgiving or telling Lee it's okay, you know, yeah. or telling Lee like, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like, right? you know, like it's, it's okay. Like, like, yes, it was awful, but you're fine. Like it's, it's going to be okay. You can do this. I, I, I trust you. I trust you. And I, I think that's, you're right. Is one of the, one of the things that's hitting Lee the hardest is like, I can't though. I can't be trusted. Like, I don't know why someone would ever think that. About well, and, and the movie does a great job of kind of doubling down on this point after his second bar fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, cause then, you know, he, cause, you know, when he tells Patrick and like, you know, I, I can't be, I can't be your guardian. Yeah. Patrick's like, what about my mom? And that's something that Lee, that's the only thing Lee is uncomfortable with. Right. Like, no. You're not going to your mom. Well, and then there's a great, that great flashback of her like bottomless on the couch after drinking, drinking herself to sleep. And yeah. Um, and that what, so by the way, sidebar, I like that in this movie, they're, they're painting Manchester as sort of a blue collar place. Mm-hmm. It's not really, it's like super affluent and ritzy. And, and so it's funny that we're only being shown this one particular family that, or like, this one like side of, of this town, which is, you know, one like a okay. very rich part of Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, and we kind of get that with, you know, when, when Lee finally agrees to, to let Patrick and his mom kind of, yeah, you're right. You see each other because they live in a, a nicer, yeah, they do. a nice house, a nicer area. And she's dressed like a Mennonite, like she's dressed <laughs> like well compared, right, yeah, to true. what she was. You know, now she's like she's like a Mormon, and yeah, and oh, and I love that Patrick refers to uh, Matthew Broderick's character as he's very Christian. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh too. Uh, and then I'm sure you like this where Lee's like, well, well you know, we're Christian. Yeah, you know Catholics are Christian, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I know, yeah, I know." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. Um, uh, so, but within this sort of very awkward, sort of light scene of of him being reconnected with his mom, um, then of course is the, which is what this movie is good at, is pulling the rug out from under you again by that email he gets. Yeah, from uh, yeah. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah, um, which. I'm, I might need your help with that because sure. you know he'd been emailing his mom as yeah. as it's revealed, and then after the dinner, Matthew Broderick's character emails him and says, you know, hey, we were so happy to have you, but you know your mom's going to need a little bit more time. Yeah. So from now on, email me. Yeah. So was it because like that was just too hard for her? I don't know. It's almost like I thought of it as it could be a few things, but I thought maybe like. Matthew Broderick's character is sort of blaming Patrick for her, like her drinking or like her, her substance abuse. Maybe like, maybe like if he hang, if she hangs around him more, she'll go back to her old ways maybe, or, uh, or maybe you're right. Maybe it's just like, it's really hitting her really hard and all this stuff. So just maybe not, you know, like 
it might not have been malicious, right? Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be, but it is sort of heartbreaking because for Patrick, anyway, this was a way to reconnect with his mom and he's now not able to do that. Yes, yeah, because, you know, the whole time that we hear from Lee, you know, uh, we hear nothing but bad things about his mom. Right. Yeah. Lee, she's not in a mental institution, you know. You know, I, you know, because and, and and I love that Lee tries after he picks him up. Mm-hmm. You know, Lee tries to be a little bit more like, well, you know, she's not drinking. Yeah, she's not in a mental institution. Yeah, you know, but you could tell that Lee is still very hesitant mm-hmm. with her. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think it was malicious. Not or necessarily. Ma- I think he's just he's trying to look out for, you know, his wife and. Well, see, it also makes sense of what you said that maybe. Maybe Matthew Broderick blames Patrick for it because, you know, Elisa's trying because she's like, you know, I want this to feel like it's your home too mm-hmm. and excuses herself from the table. And then shortly after he gets up and he's like, yeah, let me, let me see what she's doing in there. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know if it's like blame. I didn't mean like blaming. Well, no, like no, it's no. his fault. I'm blaming like, is it like, like she's made associations between her drinking days and him. Right. Right. And so, right. That's what I mean by that. I mean that makes sense though, yep. but um, uh, so can we talk about <laughs> Randy and Lee running into each of other? Of course, that's oh exactly god. where I wanted to go next. Thank God! Oh my god, dude, you want to talk about just a devastating scene, and it, and and not devastating in the sense of like it's just because she. She clearly has forgiven him yeah. for everything that's happened. Yeah. And she's trying to make amends with him. Yeah. Because, uh, and it's understandable, um, since he was directly responsible for their kid's death, she blamed him. Yeah. And, and, and of course, we. what I like about this also is we didn't see the the aftermath of that in terms of their marriage we didn't see the downfall of the marriage we didn't mm. see any of that it's sort of like in a marriage story you see the good times and then it's over right yeah. um there's no in between we don't get to see any of that uh of course in that movie that's the point but yeah yeah um but, but in this case it's sort of like we're getting some of this dialogue that's implying she was awful to him she said some horrible things rightly so yep. um and she obviously blamed him for this and that's why they're no longer together um but this scene is if you want to break it down it is someone forgiving someone and the other refusing the forgiveness don't let me off the hook right mm-hmm. he is hell-bent on on being guilty he and you understand yeah you know yeah, you yeah it, it, it something something like that is is hard to forgive yourself for, and you know. what this movie does so beautifully is is not doing the cheesy thing. Mm-hmm. My favorite line in this whole movie is, I can't beat it, I'm sorry. Right? Mm-hmm. It is, is he, he could try, but honestly, I think deep down, he doesn't want to. He wants to live with it. This is his punishment. Right? Yeah. But even if he would, I think that he wouldn't be able to anyway. Yeah, you know, and and I love that she, that, in a testament to fantastic writing, you know how she interrupts herself, you know, like you can't, you know, you just, honey, you can't do, 
you know, yeah. and they're interrupt and they're just, it's so good and so fast paced because mm-hmm. Lee's trying to make her also like, don't like, yeah, don't say that about yourself. Right. I deserved it. Yeah. yeah. You did nothing wrong. It was all me. Yeah. And because he, I think it's also because he doesn't want her to going around thinking that he's like this because of her. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and, and I love, I love what she says to him. Like, honey, you just, you just can't die. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm not. And I think, and I believe that. I think, you know, in the moment when we have that flashback, he wanted to die. Of course. Hence why he tried to commit suicide. But I think at this point he eats more, this is my punishment and I'm going, like you said, yeah, and I'm going, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to live. I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's heartbreaking because, you know, she want you can tell that Randy really wants them to be in each other's lives again, at least maybe so she can maybe keep an eye on him. Or she's just desperate for him to be okay. You know, that's, right? you know, that's why she offers like, well, can we go to lunch? And, and I, oh, dude, and the part that got me is when she tells him that she loves him. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I know I probably shouldn't say that, you know, but I do. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. And, and you could tell he, a part of him wanted to hear it, but Mm -hmm. the other part's like, don't say that. Don't say that to me. I think this moment and the moment where he finds out that she's pregnant, Mm -hmm. right, beforehand. Yeah. uh, Because now she'd already had the baby and it's in the shrine. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, I think. Yeah. It's, you know, oof. Yeah. You know, um, and I think seeing her with this kid and, you know, it's sort of like, I don't want to get in the middle of any of this. Yeah. I don't want to she, ruin it. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's happy. She's, again. she's happy without me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, it's such a, a, and it's a very quick scene too. It's so fast. But it's just so devastating. And then, you know, he. Movie could have ended right there. Lee, yeah. Lee deals with it the only way he knows how. Goes to a bar, one little accident, guy just bumps into him, it just escalates. Yeah. Uh, but then we finally, what I love is we finally see Lee show some sort of emotion other than anger. Mm-hmm. When he breaks down at George's house. Yeah. You know, and and it's because you know what he's feeling. He's feeling guilt. He's feeling grief over his brother. Yeah. He He... And he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he's he's sort of uh, he's weighed down by the responsibility, this newfound responsibility, mm-hmm. right? On top of the guilt, on top of the grief, mm-hmm. right? And and yeah. that, I mean, this is why this movie is so good because say what you want about Affleck, but his performance in this is absolutely is amazing. You know, it's it's so hard to believe that he's Ben Affleck's younger brother. It's an Oscar well earned. I know. Um, <laughs> And you know, and shout out to our ghost story episode, man. Casey, I I love I love Casey. You know, even his little cameo in American Pie one and two. You know, <laughs> I I think he's I think he's a great actor. You know, yeah, maybe he's had some controversy, but you know what? You really see it, especially with this movie, how he is just so committed to playing this character who just doesn't feel like he's earned forgiveness right um and you know and 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 what i meant by at the top of the show that the movie has somewhat of a happy ending is he he does he's able to relinquish his 
uh, guardianship mm-hmm. to George. But because for a moment he is, you know, for, for most of the movie he is going to, he's entertaining the idea. Like, all right, you know, I'll do it. I'll be his guardian, but I'm not living here. Right. And I think it's because he didn't. He doesn't want to be there. Right. Of course not. This, that's where his kids died. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't want to be there. Right. Um. But as Patrick makes it so abundantly clear, is that well, I can't just uproot my life. Right. I have a life here. Yeah. I have a band. I have hockey. I have two girlfriends. I can't just. Yeah. You know, and then of course the biggest point of contention with them is Joe's boat. Mm-hmm. You know, Dad's boat's here. I can't. Like, I just can't. And I love that Lee finally understands, like, okay, Patrick's life is here. I can't just uproot his life. Right. And he goes to uh, George, and George agrees to adopt Patrick, at least until he's 18. Um, uh, they're going to put up the house for rent. And then when it was, what, like, when Patrick's 21... He can choose what he wants with oh, it, yeah. I believe. Um, and then Lee's going to live in Charleston. Mm-hmm. That way he's only like 30 minutes away. Yeah, it's closer. Yeah. yeah. And that way, if Patrick needs him, he can get to him quickly. Yeah. And and I just, and, I, and, I, and, and you're right. And, you know, the movie ends with this. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine, but... Again, not in the way you expected. Yeah. I think uh, a lesser movie would have... First off, he would have been like, uh, you're right, I I should let this go. I, I've i done my time. I, I, mm-hmm. I've seen the era of my... Blah, 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 all that shit. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. You know, he also would have been like, you know what? I'm ready to be a guardian yeah. I can do this again. I, I can be a father figure to Patrick, blah, 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 that shit. Um, <laughs> but this movie is so brilliant because he he can't beat this, this guilt. Nope. And yes, he agreed to do it, but mostly on his terms. Like, he needs to be comfortable, right? Yeah. He is still so uncomfortable with the idea of all of this that just moving a town over. Well, and especially you know? also, you know, living in his dead brother's house. Oh, I know. There's no way he was going to do that either. You know what I mean? You know, and and we kind of get that with him punching out the window. Yeah. You know, because he'd been staying in the guest room. Yeah. And Patrick's like, oh, you're not going to be in dad's? And he's like, do you want me in dad's room? And begrudgingly moves into Joe's room, but it just can't, can't overcome his grief mm-hmm. and so he punches the window yeah which is of course that's when he hangs up on Elise and yeah yeah well and uh, also the and we don't see it full on which again I love is he has the pictures of his three kids there yes oh yes I'm glad you brought that up I, I love that you no know, the movie shows us what his kids look like well yeah but we never see the pictures not necessarily no I think the closest we get is when Patrick picks one up but we but we still don't and actually see it. Though. Again, the acting is so good, and he's so young; he's very good. Yeah. Um, that he looks at it and kind of goes, "Oh man," uh, you know, sort of like, "Oof." Yeah. Um, because everywhere he goes, he has those three pictures, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. when he's packing up the Boston house, the way he he carefully, meticulously folds those pictures into that blanket. And lightly puts them in the box, and it, they're they're precious to him, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, 
right? Uh, absolutely. I, you know, that's one of those key details in this film that, that is just tremendous and that really brings an extra layer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then of course you know we get we get somewhat of a semblance that maybe Lee is gonna open up a little bit more when he's fixing that guy's water heater, mm-hmm. you know, and actually making a little bit more casual conversation. Yeah, still kind of he's got his guard up, yeah. but but he's making more conversation. Right. You know, like was your dad a play chess? He's like, yeah, he was awesome. He was you know best chess player I ever knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was really good. You know, and you could tell that Lee is also gonna be okay mm-hmm. too you know and it's just <sighs> eventually and, eventually and maybe yeah. you know not again not in the way you expect he's not like just gonna magically get over it yeah uh, right? which the, our listener Zach yeah, should know uh, you hate those kinds of 180s I hate it so much which is why this movie is so is so great and right up my alley right because yeah. it's the thing and, and Zach would agree with me on this that that's the thing we love about it is that he's not fixed Mm-hmm. Right? There's no magic cure. There's yeah. nothing, nothing Remy could say to him would fix him yeah. in that moment. Nothing. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, the, the fact that it, with that interaction in particular, you know, he is just wanting to end the conversation so bad. Yeah. You know, he just, he just, like, no, it's fine. It, it, it's not your fault. You're, you know, can we go? You know, can I go? You know, because yeah. he doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to be allowed off the hook. He doesn't want anybody to say it's okay he doesn't want anybody to say it's not your fault yeah you know mm-hmm. uh and and as we've been saying it's his punishment this yeah. is and and i think you're right that living is his punishment which is why he never tried again right mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah well i mean but it's it's you know and i love how it ends him and patrick on the boat fishing mm-hmm Full circle. Yeah. Perfect bookend. Yeah. The movie ended where it began. Right. Uncle and nephew fishing together, sharing a moment. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's, and nothing needs to be said. Uh, again, you can see them talking, mm-hmm. but we don't need to hear what they're saying. We just know, we just need to know as the audience, things are going to be fine. Yeah. And and I and I love that you know you know after the movie was over I hit pause and I looked at Ashley and I was just like, whoa like yeah, I was yeah. Like, man, and and I love it you know I definitely for sure it's partly the reason why I bought most of the movies on my mm-hmm. list so I could rewatch them yeah, um, yeah. for sure I will <laughs> rewatch this yeah one. of course uh, so Jeremy are you ready to wrap up wrap up wrap up I am. I am ready to wrap it up. Um, I will say it began here and it ended in Ghost Story. Casey <laughs> Affleck is shredded, right? Oh, 100%. Unnecessarily so, I would say. Yeah. It has nothing to do with this character, nor did it in a Ghost Story. We talked about it then. Well, see, well, he, he's got a little bit of a dad bod in, in this one. Kind of, but he's getting it. He's getting there. He's you getting could, for a ghost story where he's just see, like... You could see the muscle starting. And yeah. then you get to a ghost story and he's and just he's all muscle. Just, and yeah. Yeah, he's just... You know? Well, yeah, because he had to carry around that sheet the entire movie. Had to carry the sheet. <laughs> Gotta be in good shape for that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I know I've said this to a few other episodes we've done, but, you know, man, I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this nor yeah. I don't think will I ever see another movie like this yeah you know but 
it's another one of those what I call montage of moments movies. Yeah. Where, um, like, let's see if I can think of it. Like Ladybirds, like this number one. Oh, hey, that's on the shelf. Um, there's there's lots of movies like this and more modern, I would say, where it is. Yes, there is a narrative. Yes, there's a plot. Yes, there's a linear line. Right. But because it's not a story, uh, it's not like a, a heist movie or yeah. a mystery or anything like that, you don't need a fluid line. You can do here, 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 and here. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's right. what I mean by montage of moments. Days could go by in between. Right? And it's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Right? It, which, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And we get that. You know, we get, you know, months yeah. pass by. And so, like, that's what I, I mean by that. And and I like movies like that. Yeah. Right? Montage of moments. That's what I call it. Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, I mean, I, I had a feeling you weren't going to say, like, ah, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, I'm glad you decided to, that you were cool with this one. stuff. So. All right, so what, what are we going to talk about next week? You're right. You already, you already know. You, you guys have to... It's not my pick. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, what, what are we going to do for your next Oh, week? my next pick? Oh, good question. Um, Well, hold on. I didn't think about it because I, well, I, I thought... Well, Jeremy decides... Yeah, you, you, you um, do that. I, I got to give you all a little tease. So... I don't know in the order this will come out. Um, I'm hoping that maybe we can... Keep doing the order like we've always done. My mm. pick, then Jeremy's, and we just go back and forth. But um, I was asked to make a special request <laughs> for a future episode um, that is uh, might be happening later this week. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but essentially, uh, we m- next week's episode may be Uncut Gems with a special guest. But we'll see. Um, Jeremy is also going to be going out of town again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll when it gets a little closer, we'll cross that bridge. Because um, well, you know, we gotta if we need to do over Riverside again, we can do that. You know, sure. We'll we'll see. So what's going to okay. be your next movie, Jeremy? My next pick. Okay. So let's do this. Uh, we'll do that as one, that as two, and that is three. One, two, or three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go middle, and I'm gonna go two. Two. Okay. In that case, um, next week or whenever, my yeah. next pick will be Seven Samurai. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Akira Kurosawa's uh, Seven Samurai. Oh, um, I've never seen it. This is so. Uh, and this and is should. A, and this is a first because I have. Ah. Uh, it was one of it was one of the first few Criterion movies I really really wanted. Once I started really diving into Criterion, um, because as many listeners or who, who doesn't know, I, I am a big fan of Star Wars and Kurosawa. Was a huge influence yeah. on uh, on uh, 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 George Lucas, um, and Seven Samurai not, not necessarily, but Kurosawa as a whole was a big influence on Star Wars. Yeah. And so, as soon as I learned that, I was like, "Well, I got to check out this movie, Seven Samurai." Yeah, yeah. and it blew me away. Three and a half hours of just pure. Yeah. Oh. 
unadulterated just it's it's Haley's gonna be so mad it's three and a half hours like Rashomon awesome yeah, yeah. Rashomon's amazing Rashomon was amazing mm-hmm. um dude I cannot wait to talk about seven Samurai. I mean just get ready for I think you have high and low on your yeah tour. yeah that's gonna be great yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, uh Ikuru as well oh yeah that's right I have Ikuru on mine um <sighs> dude a lot of you, Kurosawa do you want to know what one and three were sure one was a celebration oh fuck and three was Phantom Carriage. So, um, <laughs> I know Phantom Carriage is going to be an interesting one. That yeah, that'll be an interesting one, but uh, damn it. I've been so ready to watch the celebration. I know. But, it. but you know what? It's all good. Uh, I love Seven Samurai. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So, again, everyone, uh, I don't know after this episode when the order will be. Either it'll be Uncut Gems or Seven Samurai. Um, or if maybe we're able to record them, we can then release them in the correct order. Sure. Um, but we'll cross you know, we'll cross the logistics of that. Because yeah. our, our guest is making this a little difficult. Because... Uh, yeah, yeah. Going out of town, uh, we can we we usually know how to handle that really well. But, usually, yeah. But it's 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 the guest, our potential guest, <laughs> that is making this a little difficult. Way to go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, we hope everyone enjoyed um, Manchester by the Sea, and we will see you next time. I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I never went in for afterglow